So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Hey, Joel. What up? Would you say that companies find it hard to attract the right candidates to apply for their jobs? Well, jobs to careers thought so. <laughs> jobs to careers? You mean Talru? Talru? Yeah, Talru. T A L R O O. What is that? Like a cross between talent and a kangaroo? <laughs> no, it's the cross between talent and recruiting. But Talru is focused on predicting optimizing, and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. Uh Okay. So it's totally data-driven talent attraction, which means the Talru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Okay. So that was weirdly intuitive, but yes. Guess what the best part is? <laughs> let me uh, let me take a shot here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay, so you've heard this before. So if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, mm-hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talru.com slash attract. Again, that's talru.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash. Or just go to chadcheese.com and click on the Talru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a simple man. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Zoash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, snap. Booyah. After a holiday hiatus, we are back and we are feisty. We back. Ready and ready to put a, a young, nubile <laughs> startup through the firing squad. And <laughs> on that note, let me introduce Claire McTaggart from Square Pegs. Is that right? Square Peg Hires. Square what Peg. Do you, how do you pitch yeah. yourself? Square Peg, Square Peg Hires. Just, just Square Peg. We're just one square peg. peg. Yeah. All right, we'll go with that. Square she peg. is the founder and CEO of that company. Claire, welcome to the show. Give us a quick elevator pitch about you. 
Sure. So uh, I'm the founder of SquarePeg. My background's probably a little bit different from some of your guests in that I worked in management consulting, mostly doing strategy work for one of the big consulting firms. But during that time, I spent four years running a hiring team, looking at everything from campus recruiting to sourcing strategy to writing and delivering the infamous consulting case study interviews. Um, And we were just always frustrated with the process, you know, put up a job post, receive hundreds of mostly unqualified applicants, whoever happens to be cruising the job board that week. and either use an ATS to pull out keywords or a human to make five-second decisions based on little data. Um, and just we were kind of hoping to get good results. So that amount of guesswork and lack of analytics sort of astounded me. So I left to go build the product I would have wanted to use. So that's sort of how SquarePeg was born. And what uh, school did you attend? Undergrad again? Um, I went to Michigan undergrad and Georgetown for grad. So you know this song because uh, you're always getting your ass kicked by the Ohio State Buckeyes. There it is. Um, it's a sensitive subject. <laughs> it should be sensitive. It's been sensitive for, for many years. It's uh, Especially this season, it was especially sensitive. So, yeah. Off to a good start here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we like to get you off balance here at the firing squad. <laughs> Play your rival's uh, fight yeah. song before you go on. Okay, yeah. Chad, tell her what she's won before we get to her pitch. Well, Claire, on today's show, uh, you're going to have an <laughs> opportunity for a two-minute pitch of Square Peg. At the end of those two minutes, you're going to hear the bell. Then Joel and I are going to hit you up with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling, Joel's going to hit you with the crickets and we will move along. Uh, That's also the signal to make your shit more concise. Uh, At the end of Q&A, you're either going to receive a big applause. That means you knocked it out of the park. Golf clap means, you know, you need to tighten up your game or the firing squad. Hit the bricks, close up shop, pull out the drawing board because uh, it pretty much sucks. But And that can also be the OSU fight song, right? <laughs> the only worst song would be the Michigan fight song. Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> That's firing squad. Okay, Joel, let's uh, slam this square peg into a round hole. You got that timer ready? Slam it. I am ready. Claire, are you ready? I am. Two minutes starting. Okay, so SquarePeg is a data-driven hiring platform that helps employers source and match a curated batch of candidates to their jobs based on hundreds of indicators of fit, so not just resumes. Uh, We're also now starting to provide HR teams with insights and analytics to help them understand data behind who they're selecting and rejecting and help them improve over time. So as you know, there are a lot of factors that make an employee thrive in a particular job or environment that can't be found on a resume. And what those factors are actually differs depending on the company the role, or the level of seniority. So SquarePeg helps employers identify what skills, experience, personality traits, and softer attributes are most important for a specific role in under 10 minutes. And then we source a batch of highly qualified applicants in just a few days. So all of the candidates on SquarePeg's platform have been assessed across hundreds of indicators of fit before they're matched with a job. So our algorithms have a really rich data set to help identify top talent and invite those candidates to view the match and share their data. So most of these are passive candidates 
candidates who aren't looking on job boards but are open to the right position. So hiring managers or recruiters will receive a curated batch of interested candidates who might not otherwise have applied um, or who might have been filtered out. And they get a lot of data to help inform the selection and interview process. And because we remove the bias of a human resume review and use alternative data sources, we actually help improve diversity outcomes, unlike your favorite Amazon case study you've been referencing. So um, right now we focus specifically on corporate or business hires like marketing, sales, and customer experience, which are actually the hardest to get right. And it's usually due to soft skills fit. So we launched a little over a year ago with paid plans starting the summer. We've assessed over 12,000 candidates and had 30 company clients, including a few Fortune 100s. And, and damn it, Claire, where can we find more? So you can find more at squarepeghires.com or you can email us info at squarepeghires.com. That was, that, was, that was a tight pitch. That was a tight pitch. But if you've listened to Firing Squad, every single person who's pitched, every single CEO, founder, they always forget the end. Where do we find more? It's, it's, <laughs> they, yeah. do. they do. It's amazing. <laughs> They're so intimidated by Hopefully us. Hopefully our SEO is just good enough that if you put square peg in, we're somewhere near the top. So <laughs> oh, that's a great let's go through that real quick. So why square peg? Because I understand the whole square peg in the round hole scenario, but the web is littered with just about everything square peg in every industry, TV, shows, sitcoms, Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, I found so much about sitcoms looking for square peg. Did your team vet the name and SEO ability before actually taking the leap? And what yeah. other names did you throw away? To be honest, Square Peg was our first name and our only name. So um, we didn't go through that process of, you know, on a whiteboard picking out a thousand names. And I definitely didn't want to spell it Square Peg, you know, with no vowels in it and <laughs> have to explain to people what the site is. So um, we actually do decently well if you put Square Peg and then anything to do with hiring, recruiting, matching talent, you know, we, we show up on tops. Well, there's even a Square Peg recruitment company. And that's where I went first. And I was looking at it. And I'm like, there's no way in hell this is the thing. So, <laughs> so, so I looked and I was looking at your email address. I'm like, oh shit, it's not even the same one. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's somewhat confusing. I do like that square peg, very easy yep. to, very easy to spell, but you've got to get that hires in there. And I think that was one yeah. of the things that Joel right out of the gate was like, is it square peg hires? Is it, you know, that, that was a little bit harder, even for me, just trying to research. Yeah. So you will know when we've raised a lot of money, when we have bought uh, the domain from that company, <laughs> it's, it's a, I think it's a small consulting firm in London. And, um, and, and one day we, it shall be ours, <laughs> but you know, we really just love the name square peg. It absolutely fits what we do. You know, we look at just a lot of data on, on what makes a person thrive in a specific job. And so we're not trying to, to fit someone who's just not going to be a good fit into a role. And so that helps for, for both the company side and the employer uh, and the candidate side. So, you know, the name just makes sense. And for some reason also, I think, um, it sounds familiar, even if people haven't heard of it, maybe because of Squarespace or something else. But I know, you know, I've been to the bank before cashing a check and someone will say, oh, Squarepeg, I love that company. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, you know, there is a nice a nice ring to it. So um, we're definitely going to keep the name. And all we've got to do is um, start buying up some other other domains that, um, you know, lay in our path. But that's, that's a long-term priority. <laughs> Fair enough. I, so SEO is not the only game in town. Uh, how uh, what other ways are you marketing the company? Um, 
Sure. So for employers right now, it's pretty much a direct sales model. Um, and so we, you know, either meet them at conferences or reach out personally to them and we get a lot of referrals. So that's pretty much how we find employers. A lot of them have read articles about us online and signed up. So the Fortune 100s that we have all came in through reading an article about us, actually. Um, and then on the job seeker side, um, most of that, we actually don't do any marketing at all. It just sort of grows on its own. Uh, that's a lot referral based or people share. Um, so for job seekers, you know, they come onto SquarePeg's platform, they take an in-depth assessment, they get a free report with all of their results. And then we only bother them if we have a really high potential good job where we think they'd thrive. And so um, they tell people about it, say, hey, you know, you're not going to get these daily digests. They're only going to come to you when they have a really good match. So um, the job seeker side sort of grows organically. And, and on the employer side, um, it's really a direct sales model. Okay, that sounds really nice. The job seekers find you organically, but that's just not very palpable, right? Like, um, are are employers having them come to the site? Like, there has to be some way that you're getting job seekers that you're matching with. How's that happening? Yeah, so uh, employers are not sending them. We we source all of our candidates to our site, and that's really important when differentiating us between like an assessment company, for example, that's just going to take your existing candidates and give you their personality scores. Um, we actually source all of our candidates. So um, again, you know, we really don't do a lot right now to grow that. If we wanted to move from, you know, we've we've delivered seventeen thousand assessments. If we wanted to move that to three million, then yeah, we would probably have to do some rigorous advertising, but. Um, we have done some advertising in markets where we are not big. So, for example, we had a client that um, was looking for, you know, to use SquarePeg to grow their sales team actually um, in Carmel, Indiana. And surprisingly, we did not have a lot of talent in the Carmel area. Oh, that's Carmel. So, um, that's what Carmel is. Okay. So... <laughs> so, we had to do a, a lot of advertising there to just say, hey... Um, you know, if you take this assessment, you'll get a free report with your results. And then we will, you know, you can be a passive job seeker and we'll only inform you when you have something. Um, and so they would do that. And then if they were a good match, then we would put them forward to this employer. So we have done some advertising. And if we don't have it, the right candidates, you know, we'll always go source more through advertising. But right now, um, you know, it, it does it does grow um, at the rate that we need it to for our client base. So does it work in, in a way that a company has a job opening and then you guys, like let's say it's a PHP developer in Seattle. And then do you have a team of people that will go source PHP developers in Seattle? Will you then like target marketing to PHP types in Seattle? Like how does that work? Well, we would never do that role because we don't do tech hires. Um, that's one of the big differentiators between SquarePeg and others. So you go to SquarePeg for all of your corporate or business hires. So marketing, sales, operations, customer okay, experience. Okay, my question finance. changes to marketing manager in Seattle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the first thing that we do and where we always get our first batch of candidates is usually just from our database. So right now we're the biggest in New York. All of our clients are in New York or, or California area, but um, we, you know, we'll match them with candidates within our own database. Um, and if we find that we don't have really high scoring matches, then we will go advertise to, to people with certain skills and backgrounds. Um, and then we will encourage them to take the assessments that we offer before they ever see their job description. How big is your database? So we've assessed 17,000, uh, we've delivered 17,000 assessments. And those are most organic? 
Yeah. So again, people reading about us online, uh, we right now, you know, we are a pretty new small company um, and it is mostly organic. Or if you get your results, you can share it online. Um, you can invite other people to take the assessment. So we get, you know, most of our, I would say 90% come in um, just sort of by finding us online. Um, we're, we have a decent ranking for job matching or assessment. Um, so that's how we're getting most people. I, you know, I think as we grow, we'll have to start a more aggressive uh, talent sourcing campaign. But what we are doing now is just trying to build up an organic, you know, database where we have all of these candidates with a really, really unique data set that you can't get anywhere else on each candidate. More power to you if you can do that. Uh, on the site, it, t- it says, take all assessments in under an hour, which made me almost lose my lunch <laughs> yeah it, it's actually 12 minutes so it will in a market in a market with such low employment how do you get candidates to invest even two minutes let alone 20 or whatever it takes i mean how do you how do you get those candidates yeah. to really invest that amount of time especially in the in the kind of era that we are right now in a quick i mean the the, the anticipate anticipation the expectation of people is instant yeah can i just swipe right so we're actually the opposite of the tinder swipe right model um and you know we see less than 10 percent of users dropping off during our, our the assessment uh you know during the assessment part of onboarding and the reason is because i think today's job seeker although they want instant gratification they are willing to exchange more personal data for a better personalized product and experience. And so, you know, when they go through the square peg assessment, they learn about themselves. Are you highly detail oriented? How do you compare to other job seekers? How do you compare, you know, in certain environments? And so as they take these assessments, they learn about themselves and then they get this report. And, uh, you know, I think especially today's job seeker are really interested in learning about themselves and getting curated, personalized sort of insights about themselves. This is why you see so many people taking, you know, BuzzFeed quizzes on which Harry Potter character you are, but this is actually real psychometric data that's valid and reliable. And so, you know, they are willing to exchange data. And it, and what we do in return is we say, one, we'll give you this, this rich report, but also we're not going to spam you. We're not going to bother you. We're actually just going to reach out when we say, you know, hey, you are highly detail oriented and adaptable. You'll work well in a fast-paced entrepreneurial environment that's really mission-driven and we've got a perfect position for you that's within your salary range and so we'll give them that instead of here's the daily digest of 30 irrelevant jobs we've heard this before and we've heard this for years and at least it was mm-hmm. it, it sounds like it at least it's called e-harmony for jobs so it is different than tinder tinder is the the instant gratification you swipe yeah and e-harmony that whole process methodology was it sounds very similar to what you're talking about you're talking about in-depth assessments and matching so that even eHarmony could make that work. What makes you guys think you can make it work? Yeah. So a lot of, um, I think what some of the other companies who've worked on this, um, that they do is they have a hypothesis that it is one thing that makes a person thrive in a job. So you've had guests on that say it's all skills or somebody else that will say, no, it's all, you know, personality and culture fit. And what we say is actually we don't know because it's going to be different for every company, every team, and every role. And so what we do is we build for all of that. And so what that means is we do look at resume data. We look at skills. We look at job role. We look at experience. 
finance, we look at education, everything, you know, industry background and ask a lot of questions about the resume. And then we also have a psychometric assessment uh, where we look at, you know, 20 different personality types, workplace personality types. And then we also look at preferences, things like what actually makes you, you know, want to perform better. We have these assessments for both job seekers and for employers. Um, And then what we'll do is over time, our algorithms personalize. And so we'll say, okay, for this entry level sales role, actually personality plays a really big part. You know, you want persevering, motivated, highly people oriented, um, you know, candidates that have a really good work ethic. And that actually matters more than whether they know Salesforce, but for this um, brand marketer or SEO marketer, actually skills play a much bigger role than personality does. And so we start to curate over time. And that's, that's how our sort of algorithms work is that we aren't going to come out there and tell you, this is what works. We're going to say we're collecting data across the board and we're going to measure success over time. And we have a lot of data on what makes success at various roles, at various seniority levels and at different types of companies. Well, success changes from company to company, though, because hiring managers do. Right. So their their thought process around what a perfect candidate looks like changes from one sales manager to the next sales manager. So do you do the sales managers, do the employees actually have to take these tests as well to ensure that the match is what they're looking for. And when turnover happens, how do you continually go through that process of assessing all these new hiring managers? Yeah, so that's a great question. So there are two options that we have. Um, One, which we tend to do a little bit more with enterprises, where we can have your entire sales team take an assessment and we can identify what is in common with your top performers. And then we can source candidates based on that. Um, And we do collect all diversity and demographic data. So we ensure that, you know, on average, we we provide a pipeline that's around 60% women, 25% diverse candidates. Um, But, you know, so we can assess your top performers and say, we'll take uh, the attributes that with you know low standard deviation are really in common with your top performers and we'll find you more people like that who you know w- while also taking care of the diversity issue um, and then you also have small you know we work with startups as well as fortune 100 so you might have a startup wanting to hire their first head of marketing and they're not you know, they don't have a team to take an assessment. And so then what we do is we have a, a, um, a questionnaire for the, for whoever's the hiring manager in what is, you know, what matters to you, what will this person be working on some questions. And then we have a lot of data, um, that that we spend a lot of time in research doing on what makes sort of a successful mid-level marketer at this type of role. Um, and so we will pre-fill some of the, um, psychometric data. So we'll say, for example, for, this operations role, um, you know, logical thinking is probably really important more so than intuitive thinking. Um, and so we can prefill some of that information. Then, you know, we, I, I think the most important thing that we do is you mentioned turnover and hiring managers coming and leaving. You know, the most important thing is right now, if you work with recruiters, internal or external Whatever it is they're using to make decisions mm. on who to select and who not to select, <laughs> you're not collecting data on that. Uh, uh, uh. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing... HireMaster.ai. 
HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. I'm curious, what uh, what does the ideal customer look like for you? And are there any scaling issues with your business? Because you mentioned, you know, a strength in New York. And is this sort of a regional rollout? Talk about that. Yeah. So we are a small team. We are primarily um, New York based and other sort of major cities. Um and we will be growing. What are some of the issues to scale? Um, we're a very small team right now. And so our, on our roadmap, there are some things um, that we haven't done yet, like a lot of ATS integration, which we probably need to do. But the reality is because we give such a small curated batch of candidates, it's not been a highly requested feature. Um, and our ideal employer is usually like a Fortune 500. But you know, we have a bunch of clients right now who are 10 to 12 person startups. So um, I would say we try to uh, market to larger companies because we, you know, they can make so much more use of all the data, but um, we do work with small companies. So when most companies today, but most vendors today are trying to pull data from social data warehouses and anywhere they can actually build profiles, you guys are going the old fashioned route, right? So because that's all we're hearing today is AI, machine learning. I mean, all this stuff. And you guys really, you're saying, no, we're not going to step down that path. We're going to go down the build your personalized profile so that we can fit you better into a role. That's not the most popular path. Why are you guys going down that path? So we are open to any source of data as long as we can prove that it works. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't seen a lot of compelling evidence that knowing somebody's Twitter, um, you know, feed <laughs> is going to help you hire better. And I, and I also, you know, think that there are some issues about, you know, your private life versus your work life. And so what we want to do is anything where we can prove that that data actually has an impact on hiring. That's what we want to use. So it's not that, you know, we're old school. It's just we want to use something that we know is valid and reliable. And we do use machine learning algorithms. Uh, so the way that we, we use that is as an employer, if you, you know, you receive your candidates and you say, I'm interested in this one, I'm not in this one, connect, pass, connect, pass. As you connect and pass, we start to show you more candidates that are similar to the ones you connected with and less candidates that, that you know, are similar to the ones you passed on. And then we give you data on who you connected with and passed on. So we might say, you're connecting with people mainly because of skills. Here are the skills that you're connecting with. Um, and then we want to see that that you know, those people end up being your top performers. If if you end up hiring them and they leave after three months, which has never happened with one of our candidates, but if that did happen, we might go back and say, okay, well, what what were you basing your decisions off of? It was skills. Well, now we need to know that that should be weighted less when you make a decision. Uh, maybe it should be something else. Can you also see if there were bias against gender or, or anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely. That's a huge 
part of okay. what we do. So we've worked with a lot of financial services companies who um, simply don't have a diverse and, you know, pipeline that includes a lot of women and they're wondering why. And, you know, w- we don't think it's a pipeline issue. We'll just say, okay, let's look at what you need to be a top performer. Um, and then let's, let's get people in and then we can show, we'll, we can feed them back that data. Okay, we gave you a pipeline of people that are qualified. Here's all the data on how they're qualified and here's who you selected. Uh, we aggregate all of that okay. at the individual level, but we, we feed that back and then we can help them improve. So, you know, we might say you're, you're putting too much emphasis on what school they went to um, and that's preventing you from getting enough, um, you know, hires in, in this particular role. So let's actually weight that a little bit less and get more, you know, women or diverse candidates into the role and see how that impacts outcomes. What does the company look like in, let's say, three to five years? You, you sort of mentioned uh, raising money. Uh, what does it look like both from a features perspective as well as a company at large perspective? Yeah. So I think in three to five years, what we are moving into will be sort of what we'll call like the smart analytics or smart insights um, category, which is how do we help hiring teams use all of the data on a day-to-day basis that they use in selection to get smarter over time so that they are becoming strategic players and in informing you know, the rest of the company about what is working and what is not. If people are your most important assets, they will be the experts on all of the traits and aspects of what people are performing well and what roles. So we're going to move, you know, we'll always do sourcing and matching, but I think we're also going to move to build a really robust um, analytics tool. That's that's definitely in our, you know, two to three year pipeline. Um, and as far as, you know, other features, there's a lot, you know, we're a small company, so there's a lot that, that we can still do to, to build out um, fundraising, you know, it's it's something that we need to do to get there, but it's not a goal in and of itself. I'd say I'd rather have you know happy paying clients than um, than VCs, but you know, we it's something we are probably going to look to to fundraise in the next few months. So, being a small business and looking to try to find uh, the cash quickly, right? Because I mean, it's all about that direct sale at this point. What uh, what type of partnerships, business development partnerships, have you started to cultivate and put in play to be able to make an impact on driving revenue? There are things that we have done early on to help drive revenue, like um, build out some custom assessments or do things that help us become an expert in our field that we can charge for just to get revenue in the door early on. And then in terms of partnerships that we are going to grow into, I think an ATS partnership is a great way of helping us with business development. The problem is we are never just going to show resume data. We have to have a custom integration because we provide rich data. And so, you know, that will be a longer process than most people's ATS integration. But, you know, that's sort of a a natural progression. Um, And then there will be, uh, I think from a product perspective, you know, Offering our product on other sites might be something that we look into. So, for example, if you're reading on the Muse um, about, you know, what career should you go into next? Maybe you can have a square peg assessment integrated into that Mm. article and you can take that assessment and get feedback on, you know, exactly where you might want to go and then get a report. And then the Muse might be able to tailor articles to you. Um, So, you know, there are a lot of sort of product integrations, but I would say we have too much low hanging fruit until we get into some of those larger um, partnerships. From a a business development standpoint, once again, you see there's a lot of low hanging fruit. How big is is your sales team? So my sales team is myself and one other person. Um, It's very small. We are a team of five people right now. So we have a machine learning data scientist. Uh We have a 
our chief science officer, um, he's not an employee. He's one of the, the premier experts in the U.S. on industrial organizational psychology. So he wrote the textbook on personnel assessment and selection that's used in most PhD programs. So we have, you know, a, a lot of technical experts on the IO psych side and machine learning data science side. And, you know, we are, are minimal on sales and marketing. Um, but I think that's okay in the beginning because it allows us to serve our clients. Um, and then, you know, as we start to generate more revenue, then we'll invest much more in sort of our sales and business development side. What, uh, what's your pricing breakdown for people who want to use the product as uh, a subscription-based model? Like how do, you guys, uh, how do you guys structure pricing as well as what is that pricing? Sure. So we structure it uh, per month per role. And so if you um, put a role with us, it's if you only do one, it's $1,000, which I know sounds very expensive, but we guarantee that you'll want to interview 40% of the candidates that we give you. So if you go to a job board, you'll probably want to interview uh, 2% maybe, um, and you'll have to look through hundreds of irrelevant candidates. So with us, you're going to get 12 to 20 candidates. You'll want to, you know, 40% will guarantee that you want to interview. And if not, we'll continue to work for free until we get you that 40%. So it's $1,000. Um, but the more roles that you buy with us, the more you get a discount. So if you're buying large packages of roles, it can be you know $500 per role. So the more you buy, the cheaper. All right. <laughs> Claire, that's the bell, meaning that we, our time here is done. Yeah. So you know how this works, Shark Tank style. Chad and I are both going to comment on what we've heard and give you a final grade. Are you ready? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead no. and start this off, Chad, if, if you don't mind. I've, I've got a I've got a trigger finger uh, that's itchy uh, after such a long layoff. Um, okay, Claire, I couldn't help but listen to your pitch and think that I had been transported back to 2008. Chad mentioned a lot of this stuff. Uh, he mentioned eHarmony, but you know, he and I both know names like Climber, Jobster, uh, It's Big, companies where job seekers had to fill out fairly lengthy questionnaires, companies had to fill out a, a similar kind of questionnaire, and then this magic matching thing happened. It's, a, it's, in theory, a great business model. Unfortunately, none of those companies are around anymore. Um, and I think that's maybe a, a fairly telling thing for your business. You may have a secret sauce that I'm not seeing. Um, that's certainly an, an, you know, an option um, that I'm willing to explore. I'm having a hard time with the organic job seekers are just finding us thing. And I would have loved to have heard some sort of a marketing strategy, whether that was just PR or going on to stupid podcasts and, and getting you know shot down by idiots like us. <laughs> um, so I would have loved to hear something around that. Um, I think you do have scaling issues. I think you're going to have a hard time you know, with getting a lot of companies to buy into the sort of the manual approach because automation is such a big trend right now. Um, and, and not very many people are, are betting against automation and AI uh, and getting job seekers and employers together. So from that standpoint, um, I think you're very, you're very challenged. Uh, the silver lining in some of this is that I think you're, you're a smart person. I think you probably have a good team. You're a small team, as you said. Uh, you haven't taken a bunch of money, so there's not a lot of pressure um, to do things the way that you have outlined it. So I would, I would expect to see a pivot at some point um, in your business to maybe something that, that is more, um, more feasible for success. But for me at this point right now, Claire, I'm sorry, but oh. it's guns. And oh. It has nothing to do with your Michigan degree, FYI. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't believe that if I were you. Uh, okay, my turn. I believe the only way forward for employers is intelligent matching systems, period. I mean, I, I've been waiting for this for years. I love matching. Um, it's uh, it's probably my favorite tech in the recruitment sector right now, even, even more than chatbots, believe it or not. <laughs> Lies. We've come so far. Yeah, we've come so far so fast thanks to technology, um, mainly because we're getting closer and closer to kind of a loose definition of AI. I mean, it's not sentient. We know that, but we're getting closer to what that actually means and being able to pull data together. Um, it's my favorite. So I am most cynical about this area because I want it to happen so badly. So in a market where unemployment is low and you cannot hope that candidates are going to spend nearly an hour, half an hour. No, it's 12 minutes, 12 minutes. 12, and for employers, it's eight. Still, so it's, yeah, it's pretty quick. Still, adoption is hard, right? Adoption is hard, especially on the employer side. You might be able to have companies spend time because they need talent so badly. Although when the market flips, and it will, uh, those same employers, they're not going to spend the time to update their profiles. And they're obviously the newly evolved jobs are going to be the updated information that you need to be able to make those great matches because you're going so deep into the heads of these, uh, these HR managers, um, or these hiring managers and also the candidates. So, you know, at the end of the day, because of some of the things that, that, that Joel mentioned, um, not to mention here recently, we've seen a, a company much like not, not exactly, but higher visor, um, kind of pitch the same thing and not get the traction because adoption's the hardest thing and everybody's looking for that quick and easy make it happen kind of scenario. I've got to go the way of the firing squad. Mm-hmm. We still love you, Claire. It's done out of love. Can I say one one thing? Really? Of course. Of course. So I guess one thing maybe I didn't make clear is how quick and automated this can be. So for employers, they can add a job. It can be done in under two minutes. So this isn't a process that's old school where people are taking very long assessments. And for job seekers, we have ways of them updating this in a quick automated way that takes less than two seconds and their data lasts for two years. So it actually is is quite quick on both sides, which maybe I didn't, I didn't get to. And the matching makes it an entirely sort of automated process. So uh, just want to be clear that this is not like spending an hour on onboarding. This is really, you know, in a matter of minutes and it's mobile. Um, Look, if your challenge is the messaging, then that's an easy thing to fix. And and we could rewind the clock and, and our reviews would be different. But from what we heard, you know, that was our grades and, and you'd learn from that and change your message up a little bit. If it, yeah, if yeah. No, I just didn't want anybody listening to, to think that um, this is a very long onboarding process because, you know, we put a lot of time and energy into to making sure this is quick and automated as fast as we can. And, and last but not least, here's the big thing that you're going to have to obviously fight from an adoption standpoint. There are companies that are out there that are taking feeds and pulling data and tweaking algorithms and having tremendous success right now. I mean, we're seeing that. I'm working with companies who are having tremendous success with really little onboarding time. So that's that's a big steep hill that you're going to have. Um, and, and we hope that you get there. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it differs a little bit depending on the role. You know, we do like VP roles, director roles, manager roles, really in the soft skill intensive um, niches. So we're not doing tech hiring where you, you know, just knowing that someone has two years of Java is enough to, to hire them. So I think for 
for the area where we play, this is sort of a strategic decision on, on using this type of data and this amount of data because um, fit is so important. But, um, you know, I think for if you're looking at filling a call center, you're looking at filling some developers, then something like a veteran or a hired or, you know, stellar employee will work for, for those options. Um, but, you know, we're really trying to, to build something specific for the niche we're going after. All right, Claire, where can we find out more about you? And do you have a deal for our listeners? Yes. So you can go to squarepeghires.com or send an email to info at squarepeghires.com. And we will offer uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast 10% off of any package of roles. So um, just send us an email with uh, Chad and Cheese in referenced in the email and we will offer you 10% off. Right on. Chad, we out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.